I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Give it to me! Hey everyone, I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, where our mission is to inspire the world to raise their sales. And live life fully. Thanks for joining us. Raise their <laughs> sails? Raise their sails. But this is a clothing company's mission statement that we are parodying. Raise your sails because sp- you're wearing boat shoes. The Sperry story. <laughs> a man, a boat, and a dog. From one stubborn man's refusal to let slippery ship decks stand in the way for his love of the open ocean to the iconic modern prep powerhouse it is today. Oh, I'm a little (laughs) mad that that's not what we got. From one stubborn duo's refusal to let (laughs) things stand in the way of their love for things. Yeah, wow. We might have to do a rewrite. He's not here, so we can just rewrite it real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, uh, this is very funny. Like, apparently in 1935, this dude literally fell off his boat. And, and then, then started he was like, my dog. And then he was like, my dog didn't fall off the boat. So he created a <laughs> slip deck shoe. He's like, huh, I'll just make some shoes out of my dog's paws. Well, horrible idea. What if I make shoes that are like my dog's paws? That's the story. That's amazing. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Wow. Okay, this just became my new favorite brand. I kind of love this. Now I, I definitely see why my dog. <laughs> <laughs> boat shoes, sneakers, flats, loafers, sandals, wedges, heels, slippers, boots, duck Raise boots. Raise your sails. But they also do socks. You know, it's not just shoes, hats, bags. Well, you gotta like, you gotta, yeah. you gotta branch out over time. But yeah, yeah, bracelets. Wow, wow. good story. Cocker Spaniel. That's what this uh, this reminds me. I saw a Yacht Rock show last weekend. <gasps> you did? I love I Yacht did. Rock. I uh, did. It was called Yachtly Crew. Stop it. <laughs> uh, and they opened with Steely Dan. <laughs> of course they did. Right. And that's amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. There's and the, a thing, band. the thing is, it's like. It's like a kind of funny idea, right? Uh, yeah. And they all they all dress up like sailors, and they they open the show wearing uh, uh like the sport coat, like the very yachty sport coat sailor outfits. Then they mm-hmm. rip off the sport coats halfway through the show, uh, so they could show off their guns. I guess I don't know, um, but yeah, that's yeah, funny. that's them, uh, yachtly crew. Uh, who put that in there? Ambassador Domo. Yeah, they're really good musicians. Yeah. So after the initial like this is funny wears off, you're like, wow, they're they're really good at this. Like you're not like, like, okay, joke's over. You're like, wow, no, you you guys are great. So there's actually there's a band in the East Bay that I have been dying to see play live called Mustache Harbor. Uh huh. Which is also a yacht rock cover. Yes. Yeah, I'm into this. Yeah. I would go see Yachtly Crew in a heartbeat. Mm. Oh my god, how fun. 
Yeah. Yacht Rock is one of those things. Like if you told me like three, four or five years ago that I would just put that on regularly to listen to, I would have been like, get out of my house. And now it turns out I'm a 50 year old man. I I have to. And I love it. This never happens, but we have breaking things. Eddie in St. Paul on a road trip, listening to the last few episodes in Discord just now said, (gasps) if it hasn't been described yet, the elevator thing where you select your floor first is called Destination Dispatch. It's been around for some time, but as buildings have to update their elevators, the brains, not the mechanicals, that's why you're seeing it more. Oh my God. It has a name. Destination Dispatch. Um, That is super cool. That is a super cool name. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you. Destination Dispatch. That's awesome. It's so fancy. I just want to keep saying it. We haven't even gotten into the things yet. No, we're just goofing <laughs> off here. We're usually so disciplined. <laughs> Did you know Ariana Grande's dating SpongeBob? That's my first thing, by the way. <laughs> I'm sorry. Tell me more. So according to TMZ, Ariana Grande is dating uh, Ethan Slater. He is one of her co-stars in the upcoming film and adaptation of The Wicked musical. That's a boring story. Uh, Two stars meet on a movie set, start dating. Uh, You know, oh my gosh. Except Ethan Slater previously is known for originating the role of SpongeBob SquarePants in SpongeBob SquarePants, the Broadway musical. Whoa. And he is, in the parlance of the internet, Mm -hmm. a silly little guy, (laughs) which I can't dispute. Um. Sure. Yeah. Uh I I I would I I will not argue against that characterization. That is how people have characterized Pete Davison, a previous person that Ariana Grande dated She's and wrote songs type, about. Evidently. Yeah. yeah. Um they are oh, both wow. separating from their previous marriages. So yep. uh Slater was apparently married to someone named Lily J. Grande, of course, Dalton Gomez. Um you say, of course, like I've ever heard of that person. Oh, yeah, me either. But I figured, yeah. you know, I didn't want to appear stupid. Smooth. smooth. But <laughs> Thank like, you. I'm just here to help you out. Never heard that. Did I love, not know she it's was It's probably married. more embarrassing that I don't know Lily J is what's going to happen is what I'm going to find out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I definitely don't. Um, but the it is true that the tweets and memes about this are incredible, such as Ariana and SpongeBob wrecking their marriages for each other is giving high school theater realness. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you think about Ariana Grande from the uh, cat, the what is it called? Cat and the cat, the you know, the show she was on. Yes. Ariana Cat. Ariana Cat Hat Show is what it was called. Pretty oh, sure. God Starring America. Lily J and Dolly Gomez. <laughs> cat bounce. Salmon Cat. Thank if you. you th- if you think about her from the Salmon Cat days. Mm-hmm. She's a theater girl. Oh, yeah. Like, that's 100% her vibe. It is actually not percent. that surprising that yeah. she would kind of go for this, like, funny little theater guy. Exactly. But, and oh, my God, that's hysterical. And I'm not at all surprised that this is the thingiest thing that ever thinged because hilarious. TMZ's headline to Ariana dates SpongeBob immediately set the internet into yeah. paroxysms. I mean, yes. That's a stop the internet kind of moment. Because it's... It was the rhetoric from when she dated Pete Davidson of people like, what are you going to do next? Date SpongeBob? <laughs> right? Kind of <laughs> idea that's like, right. whoa, she is. Yeah. She's like, actually, yes. <laughs> Literally. 100%. Yeah. Definitely. 
Oh my God. That's amazing. Um, well, we both brought pop culture things today and, and this is kind of one of those things that I, I almost regret having to bring, mm. but I can't not. Mm-hmm. It's Barbenheimer. Oh, thank goodness. One of us did. I know it like, has to go to. in the annals. It has to go into the, the, the record of things. Right. Like we don't want to fail at our one job here. Seriously. Which is spot the things. <laughs> and this, this one, I feel like as the week went on, because I think I put it in my reminders on Tuesday, feeling like, oh, this is super funny. Uh, as the week went on, Barbenheimer, which is the internet phenomenon that began circulating ahead of the simultaneously, the simultaneous theatrical release of two blockbuster films diametrically opposed in genre, Barbie and Oppenheimer, Barbenheimer, got so big that I just read from its Wikipedia entry. Wow. Which is multiple pages <laughs> which is exhaustive and it's exhausting good. it is exhaustive it is exhausting it has m- many 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 citations wow it has a history section a double no. feature viewing section <laughs> a reactions a film industry reaction an analysis and commentary like this is like a fully fleshed out very well done wikipedia entry Wow. That's because everyone's so enthusiastic about it. Yeah. Um, we covered about- it on Cord Killers oh, because really? there were literal variety and deadline articles. Can Barbenheimer, you know, bring back the theaters? Right. Is is the the internet enthusiasm about buying tickets to a double feature uh, going to cause the theaters to to rake in some money that they wouldn't have otherwise and convince people it's time to come back to the theaters. Our answer on court killers to both questions was no. <laughs> no, it will not. No. Do any of those things. First of all, uh, Brian, Brian Brushwood pointed out a lot of his friends that he knows who are doing Barbenheimer are only going to see one of the movies. Oh, really? They're just buying tickets to both for the hell of it. Because it's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> to be able to show the tickets on, you know, on your Instagram or whatever, right? Oh, uh, that's hilarious. It's, that would be like a five-hour commitment plus because yeah. you got time between them. They're yeah, not no. showing as a double feature. You have, you have to find times that don't overlap and buy a ticket to each one. But if you are a smart uh, one of those cool theaters like the Alamo Draft House or something that serves drinks and food – you should definitely, in a few weeks, when these are closer to second run, yeah. offer a double feature. Or like there's a there's like actually a, a drive-in. Yeah. Not yeah. very far from there's like a drive-in in Concord, California. And I think I think there are a couple. There's like one in Silicon Valley too, maybe. That's where you should show Barbenheimer. Totally. And then let people sleep because it's five hours of movie. Yeah, it's too much movie. <laughs> it's a lot it's of movie. Really too much movie. That's a the thing. That's a meta thing right there is people complaining about how long movies are. But that's I mean, whole, seriously, yeah. there have been fan made posters mm-hmm. that have gone viral. The Barbenheimer phenomenon is an instance of counter programming, a marketing strategy where a tonally different film is released on the day as a same day as a major film. <laughs> like there's just all of this hysterical. Apparently, Tom Cruise has been all uh, all about it. Like he bought tickets to both wow. to also help promote Mission Impossible which yeah. is in theaters right now, which is what I'm going to go see. This is amazing. Anyway. Oppenheimer is about the invention of the atomic bomb, the Manhattan Uh Project. 
the man who was the director of it, J. Robert Oppenheimer. Barbie is about the doll. Yeah. It's counter-programming. That's for sure. Yeah. And it's interesting, like, to me, why this one caught on. Because it's not controversial to release these on the same day. No. They are, in fact, not the same audiences. You know, this is what you do when you're a movie studio. You look at the calendar and you're like, oh, okay, so they're putting Barbie out on that day. Great. We'll put Oppenheimer out because all the people who want to see Barbie won't want to see Oppenheimer. Except they do. (laughs) I guess so. I think it's probably just the the extreme of the counter-programming. Because the Barbie movie is so over the top. And Oppenheimer is about the nuclear bomb project that could have exploded the the beginning of the potential end of the world. (laughs) Right. Like it might just be the polar extremes that makes this so freaking hilarious. That must, that must be part of it. Yeah. You're right. Cause yeah. Polygon described the film as extreme. The film says extreme opposites variety called the phenomenon, the movie event of the year, which is hysterical. (laughs) I think we've just never seen such hilarious counter-programming ever and also it looks so funny when they put them together (laughs) i think that that must be it the the extreme looks so funny when you put it together that people just couldn't resist right right yeah and and there is there's not overlap in the content but there is overlap in the audience like they are sophisticated elite topics because of barbie, the way they yeah. decided to do barbie if barbie had been a toy movie that was car- targeted towards children this doesn't work right, right the fact right. that barbie is trying to be greta gerwig's intelligent feminist take puts it in the overlap with oppenheimer that's very true actually yeah. so you will see audiences who are like no i'm a cinemaphile yeah and I want to see both of these things. Variety quoted 28-year-old Toronto resident Daniel Konikoff, who uh, on July 23rd is getting married. And two days before, he's going to the movies with his bride-to-be and their entire wedding party for a double feature of Barbie and Oppenheimer. That's incredible. Okay, that's actually amazing. That's a great – you know, this. when we were do- doing our, our wedding, uh, you know, back in the 1800s um, – <laughs> We went, we booked uh, a block of seats at a baseball game because you're trying to find out like, what can you do that's special to where you are Mm -hmm. or the time at which you're doing it uh, that will keep everyone entertained? Going to see a movie, going to see Barbenheimer. Perfect. That's great. Yeah. I mean, it actually is pretty wonderful. I love it. This art the variety, I will post the variety article. I think it's actually a pretty good read and it does talk about how they have some things in common more than would meet the eye they both sort of question the nature of humanity all right all right yeah Um, i can see that but also what i like about this is that i believe that it shows that people are ready to come together instead of be divided we're like you know what you gave us these two things it could be an or but we made it an and we made it an and yeah it's about good job good job america well done humanity um, well, let me ruin your humanity. Oh, no. Uh, my co-host on Daily Tech News Show, Sarah Lane, pointed this out. We talked about it on DTNS earlier this week. Uh, it is people pretending to be a non-player character or NPC on TikTok in order to get uh, donations. Oh, what? Good. Gang, gang, Pat, amazing. Yes, 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 yes. Take it, Oh, thank you, baby. This is so cute. 
What the that heck? That is Pinky Doll. Mmm, ice cream so good. Take it, Jackie. Gang, 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 gang. Oh, special gang, gang. <laughs> What is going on here? Pinky <laughs> Doll wasn't the first to do this, but she has become the most popular, or at least uh, for a period of time, the most popular. Uh, she bounces up and down like a non-player character in a video game, right? Mm-hmm. NPC. Uh, and then as people put custom emojis, uh, which you buy on TikTok, into her stream, she acknowledges them by saying a catchphrase. So if people put GG for good game, she says, mm-hmm. gang, gang. <laughs> If gang, people gang. put an ice cream emoji, she says, mm, ice cream's so good. <laughs> Very much like an NPC, but it's a human NPC and she's making bank because each one of those little emoji thingies is part of the TikTok system where you, you buy buy stuff for folks. Oh, my God. You know, I mean, I have these moments in life and I've had them since 2005 mm. when we were creating online video content as contemporaries to YouTube. Mm-hmm. Where I would think to myself, why am I working so hard to craft funny jokes when I should just <laughs> fall off a chair? <laughs> why are we working so hard to identify things? Gang gang. Yeah. Gang gang. Balloon. Gang gang. Gang gang. Gang gang. Gang gang. Mm, that was good. Lemonade. Hee haw, yes. You got me feeling like a cowgirl. Let me run it, huh? Hee haw, yes. You got me feeling like a cowgirl. Let me run it, huh? Slay, huh? Slay, huh? Slay, huh? <laughs> Mm, ice cream so good. Gang, gang. Gang, gang. Wow. <laughs> I will say, that's not without talent. That sounds hard to do. I know. A lot of people are like, she should be an auctioneer. That's that's incredible. That's incredible. To, yeah. That's talent. I'm a, I decided I'm going to give it to her, actually. Yeah. <laughs> gang, that's, gang. That, it's also so... God, the internet is so random and weird. <laughs> well, a lot of it is oh, is that goodness. that dopamine hit of doing something on the internet and having an, a reaction right. from it, right? Exactly. Like a, an actual, re- like, oh, I had an effect. I put the but ice cream who- emoji in and she said, mm, ice cream's so good. That was me. I did that. Yeah. Oh, sure. But who came up with the NPC part of it? Like, that's what's so random is that somebody was like, this will be funny. And people were like, that is funny. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> that That is the spam. I call that the spam effect. Spam only works because you can send it in such large amounts that a very mm. small percentage of people falling for it pays off. Mm. I I consider this an example of like, there are literally millions of people doing a funny thing on just TikTok. Right. Forget the internet, on just TikTok every day. And so a very small amount of them will somehow inexplicably strike the public consciousness in the right way and they take off like this. All right, that's fair. I'll give it to you. Gang, 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 gang. <laughs> mm, ice cream's so good. It's kind of mesmerizing. You got me honestly. feeling like a cowgirl. Mesmerizing. So um, that is our big announcement. It's a thing. It's pivoting to just pivoting. live stream, live reactions from now on. <laughs> we just decided that we've been working too hard. Yeah. Now we're just gonna. Actually, I would, but I don't think I could do that. I know. I was just thinking that. I was like, I don't know. Yum. No spicy. <laughs> No spicy. No spicy. <laughs> gang gang. Mm, pumpkin. Yum. Mm, hot dogs. Yum. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of work. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good for you. Bravo. Bravo. Pinky doll. Pinky doll is the thing. Good job, Pinky doll. And NPC streamers. Incredible. Um, my last thing is a thing that I thought might be just my algorithm and or a scam. 
but appears to be a real thing. And that thing is called wall Pilates. Can't be a real thing. How and wall Pilates is, uh, I, I was really, truly, I was like, this is not a thing. And then I found an article from May in Bustle about how this is, in fact, the workout style that's been taking over Fit Talk, fitness <laughs> TikTok, uh-huh. and has over 7 billion views. And a bunch of apps that you could pay for if you want to, or you could just look up on TikTok what wall Pilates is. And it's just a workout style that where you do like traditional Pilates exercises like lunges and squats and stuff, but with a wall. Isn't that cheating? Well, no, because in in Pilates, if you get past the floor exercises, Mm -hmm. you use those things. There's like a machine. Oh, okay. So this is saving you money. Yeah. Totally. That's yeah. why people like it. I think you just do this at home. This and is then, what inflation has come <laughs> brought us. Right. Exactly. And use the wall instead of <laughs> the, what is the Pilates thing called? It's like a reformer or something. Oh, okay. Reformer? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a machine. Yeah, oh, I had no idea. Okay. Got it. Yes. And you build, yeah, it's a whole, it's a whole shaboodle. <laughs> Like it's got stirrups. It's a little bit intense. Like it's got stir. Every time I've seen one, I've been like, oh boy. And it's, they have like stirrups oh, and it's almost that, like a row I've, machine. Yeah. Okay. I've seen that thing before. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Whole full body workout thing. And right. I think people are just like, oh, it turns out you could just use a wall for that. <laughs> and wow. now that is huge. It's huge. Know, back in the recession of 2023, my grandparents just used a wall for their bodies. We were so poor. <laughs> We were so poor, we had to use a wall for our squats. For our elitist Pilates. Exactly. For our very fancy Pilates. I know. That's the other thing is that they're just like, well, you know how you would normally do a side leg thing? And I'm like, I, I don't. No. I, I don't know. Yeah. I very clearly know nothing about Pilates. What a sidekick is. I think it's kind of like, it's like yoga, but more strength oriented. But yeah. People are, people are out here on my Instagram doing crazy moves. Wall sit-ups, wall hundreds, wall push-ups. Yeah. Wall burgers. All kinds of wall Pilates. I made that last so It's huge on the fit talk. <laughs> wall Pilates. Wow. This is fascinating. Wall Pilates guide for the beginner looking for a sculpted body. Live Thank strong. Has a 20-minute wall Pilates workout for beginners. Mm. I'm kind of curious. I mean, I'm kind of right. curious about it. I don't. I, what, what's really happening is that I kept looking around my house, though, and I was like, I don't have a wall. You don't have a wall. No. <laughs> you just have an open air house. I I mean, I have like walls, but they all have stuff on them. <laughs> oh, I had yeah. this problem with Astro, the Amazon robot. Well, the biggest problem with Astro, the Amazon robot, is that it frightened my dog to death. And so we mm-hmm, couldn't use it for anything because poor Sawyer has a heart condition. We were worried. Oh. Um, but also, it couldn't park, it couldn't leave where it's parked. Because the only place I could find to where I had enough wall space to put its charger up against the wall was under our electric piano. <laughs> and so every time every time it was leaving, it was like, something's in my way. And we're like, nothing's in your way. You can do it, buddy. Yeah. You can do it. Yeah. I, so apparently wall Pilates is not going to be in my future unless I go to the gym to do wall Pilates, which seems kind of silly. Wow. You can't even afford a wall. I know. <laughs> This in this economy, a wall? You kidding it's pretty me? Weird. It was a pretty weird realization as I looked around my house and yeah. was like, I don't. Is this is single. this because you went maximalist? Probably. 
just covered every wall with yeah. macrame and plants. I mean, I do have an open floor plan upstairs. Yeah. So there's so fewer a walls. walls. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's plants everywhere. Everywhere mm. there could be a wall, there's plants. I'm fine with that. It was the you promise do- of the launch of It's a Thing, that you would be a crazy plant lady, and you have delivered. Man. No one can say I you have not. Ever. Hashtag goals, people. <laughs> Come and hit your goals. Goals. Uh, one of our goals is to get great things from you in our email box every week. Feedback at it's a thing.me. And you do not disappoint either. Kevin on shoes. Hi, Molly, Tom, and Rich. I'm an episode or two behind, so I apologize if you've already covered these. But on shoes are definitely a thing. On shoes. O N. S-H-O-E-S. They've been a thing for probably a year or so here, but they've definitely reached peak saturation now. They've completely replaced Hoka as the go-to shoe for middle to upper middle class moms and dads here in the area of Pittsburgh, where I live. Holy cow, that happened fast. Yeah. God, we are a fickle society. I will say I have had like a nagging knee thing. Mm-hmm. And I've been going to acupuncture, and my acupuncturist was like, "Oh yeah, I love those Hoka shoes for job security for me." <laughs> She's like, "You're not supposed to walk in a way that does not allow you to feel your feet." Oh, really? Yeah, she was like, "It's screwing up everybody's gait." On shoes because the shoes are too soft. The yeah. on shoes are, you know, they're they're kind of cute, but they have that same kind of cloud. Yeah. The cloud thing. <laughs> cloud thing. Ooh, but I do kind of want to be bold and like break out of the Hoka hegemony. Remember with the butt shoes that had no. the like rounded bottom? They were supposed to work your calves more, burn more. more oh, weren't calories. those from Skechers? Yeah. And then they yeah. got sued because it turns out, no, not a yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. That's, this reminds All me right. of that somehow. I don't know. On shoes it is. On shoes. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. That Charlie dude wrote in on some travel things. Hey, thingers, my wife and I have traveled up the East Coast this summer during our vacation. And based on how packed the interstates and restaurants were, I would say road trips are still a thing. Good note. Also about the Grimace shake. While stopping at McDonald's for breakfast, we asked about the shake and the employees said they were selling like hotcakes and they still had the ingredients. Oh, By the way. Don't look up the ingredients. <laughs> good, good tip. Right, that Charlie dude. This was in a small town in North Carolina. Love to show y'all the highlight of my life. Oh, man, I'm so jealous. You had the Grimace shake. Uh, or maybe I should look well, up the didn't ingredients say and I'll stop being, being jealous. I mean, you had had it available is what, yeah. I'm looking. Um, I, I think road trips up. are definitely a thing because uh, airline prices are so high and then you pay to get canceled and delayed and yeah. left to pass out because it's hot on the runway. And so, yeah, why wouldn't you drive yourself if you can't? I mean, I hate to say it, but like, welcome to our climate change future. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Would you like to know the ingredients of the Grimace shake? All right. Yes. Yeah, spo- we'll put a spoiler alert for those who we'll don't want to know. Alert. You might want to fast forward. I do. Uh, go ahead, Molly. What are the ingredients? Uh, one half tablespoon of strawberry syrup. Okay. One half tablespoon of blueberry syrup. Sure. Three scoops of vanilla ice cream, half Great. a cup of milk, purple food dye, and whipped cream. <laughs> well, that's not so bad. What, really? Because there's no food in there. Oh, no, no. I'm not trying to say there's food in there, but oh, okay. uh, I I expected there to be lecithin or something. You know, I, th- I, I thought there was going to be, which there, I'm sure there is in the syrup, but. Yeah, Probably, that's yeah. that's not nearly as bad as I expected. 
I mean, that's, you could that's also just make a it shake. With, you could make it like a smoothie style with actual blueberries and raspberries. Oh, and yeah. Coloring and, that, and that would be actually pretty good. The organic grimace. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Not to be all not to be all Northern California here, but yeah. Mm, put some granola in it. Mm-hmm. Grimasola. Hey, Mitsula has a food thing. Uh, Mitsula wrote, hello, cloth Milo Rim, an mm-hmm. anagram for Rich Tom and Molly. Dang. Dang, Chris. I've seen an item pop up on a handful of menus here around Vegas at multiple different types of restaurants, including Mexican, Italian, and barbecue. That menu item is corn ribs, Mm. usually served as an appetizer or a side. I know that corn ribs have been around for a little while, appears to have started in 2021, but this summer they appear to be the thing to have on menus. I believe because it's a relatively cheap and easy side dish for them to prepare. You cut an ear of corn into four to six pieces, niblets, season, then cook. You can smoke it on a grill, cook them, boil them, even air or deep fry them. Not sure if it's everywhere or just here in Vegas, but I have ordered them three times since June and have loved each place's take on them. I've included a photo of the corn ribs from a taqueria that just opened next to my office. Good news for my belly, bad news for my waistline. (laughs) I believe that I maybe have seen this also, and this is totally uh, the follow-on to elote. Yeah, I've seen this. Oh, it is it's amazing. It and they look is. they look like um, octopus almost. You know how they're kind of like curved and have the little yeah the the, the little they do. The, yeah the, the yeah, ears. They, mm-hmm. They've got the, a tentacle like form. They look tentacle esque. I remember the first time I saw them in a restaurant, I was like, "What in the what what?" But I have not run into these. Corn ribs. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. I'm going to make some. Mm-hmm. And then finally, Jody dropped some things. Bonjour, mes trouvé des choses. What? I have. That means, hello, my finders of things. <laughs> Cute. Merci, Jody. finders. I have a solid thing and a maybe. All right. One, Bill Hader dancing to everything. Know Your Memes says the dance is an unaired SNL skit. Nice. I okay. I have not seen this and I will look it up. And then two... Is mini golf becoming a thing? Something called the puttery is opening soon in downtown Minneapolis and looks super fun. There are beer and cocktails involved. We just got a place called the Tipsy Putt. There you go. Then I think that that's thing confirmed. If you've got the exact same kind of thing in Minneapolis and the Bay Area, done. Yeah, 100%. And yeah. I haven't seen the uh, the Bill Hader meme, but I just looked it up. And apparently it is, in fact, all over the internet. So there you go. There's a meta thing there of uh, once innocent, uh, child-friendly uh, entertainments becoming bars. <laughs> <laughs> so remember the barcade? We talked about the barcade. Where it was an yes. arcade where, where it serve you serve you drinks. Uh, the mini golf with drinks. That's totally in the, in the same area. It kind of makes sense because we're the only generation, apparently, that ever did anything cool. So they have to bring back all of our childhood stuff, but with drinks because we're grownups now. Yeah, we, we're at the Venn diagram of uh, people couldn't entertain themselves at home as well yet because it was just mm-hmm. broadcast TV, not cable yet. You know, cable hadn't quite taken off. But the post-war boom had started to make it so that you could have more elaborate things than they had in the fifties uh, yeah. for entertainment. So yeah. Yep. Yeah. I like it. I buy that. Yeah. Mm. What you said for sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was my Ted talk. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for coming to my Ted talk. Uh, I'm breaking. I'm currently breaking up our shout outs into readable oh, fashion. Thank you. 
Shout outs, of course, are reserved for those of you fancy, fancy people who support us at the highest level on our Patreon, patreon.com slash it's a thing and who keep the show going week after week. We reward you every week with custom shout outs with your name in them. And this week's are based on a history of pencil sharpeners from the early office museum. Wow. A history of pencil sharpeners from the early office museum. I think we can agree. No show does shout outs. Nope. Not even close. Yep. All right. You want the first two and I'll take the last two. Fantastic. Hit it. Until the early 20th century, the most common method of sharpening Eric Duncan was whittling with A.J. Venturella. Small, handheld Andrew Bradley sharpeners were popular beginning in the mid-19th century. Between the 1880s and 1910s, numerous Kevin Sills and Laura Abels took up the challenge of supplying offices, schools, draftsmen, artists, and eventually Gabrielle Cohen with efficient machines to sharpen Louis St. Amour. This work commenced in earnest shortly after mass production of wood-cased Jake Woods with round Valor trucks began in the late 1870s. In the U.S., the period of innovation virtually ended in the mid-1910s when Lee Price sharpeners employing twin planetary Mike Akins with spiral Benjamin Forrest edges drove from the market machines with numerous alternative James C. Smith technologies that had coexisted for as long as 25 years. On the Morris Jones continent, Joe Hoods with different technologies continued to be sold as late as the 1960s. Thank you for visiting the Early Office Museum. (laughs) Please visit our gift shop where you can get a reproduction of the twin planetary Mike Aikens sharpeners. Smoking is prohibited in the Morris Jones. Please smoke (laughs) only in Gabriel Cohen approved areas. I, we're just ripping now. That's that. Yeah, I know. End. I mean, it did end, but <laughs> it's, shout out. it's too funny to stop. Shout out, shout out, shout outs. Thank you so much for listening to It's a Thing. Thank you for supporting the show by becoming a member of It's a Thing. That does get you other stuff, access to our Discord and an ad-free RSS feed. Patreon.com slash It's a Thing. You can also support the show by buying some things through our affiliate links. Look for those in the show notes or over at our shopping page, it's a thing.me slash shop. You can also email us those things. Keep them coming, folks. Feedback at it's a thing dot me bye bye see you next next week hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.